Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome everyone to SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. Thank you so much for listening. This is an awesome episode. We have Scott Hansen, first time with me on SI Media. Uh, first interview on this podcast with Scott Hansen, the host of the NFL Red Zone channel, and he was outstanding. Really great stuff. Scott's in now his 15th season hosting the NFL Red Zone channel. So we get into a bunch of things about the start of Red Zone, what's changed over the years, the popularity, enormous popularity. Uh, who you know? Who watches famous people he's heard from? What his post-show night is like? Crashing at home watching Sunday Night Football. A lot of great stuff with Scott. And then uh, Sal Licata joins me as he does every week for Train of Thoughts, where we uh, read Apple reviews for the month of August and get into a bunch of other topics in the Train of Thoughts segment. Before we get to Scott Hansen and Sal Licata, just a quick reminder: did a uh, bonus pod earlier this week. With Sal, the entire pod, it's a short one, uh, is just on the subject of the NFL Red Zone going to YouTube and how, I said Red Zone, Sunday Ticket, my bad, NFL Sunday Ticket going to YouTube, I got Scott Hansen on the brain, and uh, it's a full review, pros, cons, and everything about NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube in week one. Also, Julian Edelman was on last week. He was outstanding. Greg McElroy from ESPN, Charles Barkley, Peter Schrager, Chris Russo have all been on SI Media with Jimmy Trainer in recent weeks. So if you're not a subscriber, hit the subscribe button. If you've missed any episodes, give them a listen, download. You can rate and review on Apple, and we will read the review on an upcoming episode. All right, let's get to it. The host of the NFL Red Zone channel, Scott Hansen, followed by Salakata and Trainer Thoughts, all right here, right now on SI Media with Jimmy Trina. All right, joining me now, 
A man many of you love to spend your Sundays with, because I hear it constantly, back for his 15th season, hosting the NFL Red Zone, the host, Scott Hansen. Scott, how's it going? Jimmy, doing well. Good to be with you here. Appreciate you doing this, because um, I know you're. Bi- we're taping this on the 13th. Podcast will be out on the 14th, and I know today on the 13th, it was 14 years ago today that the Red Zone debuted. Tell me what you remember about that day. Uh, well, yes, you are right. that We are talking uh, 14 years ago today as we speak. Uh, we came on the air, and what do I remember about that day? The thing I remember the most was this. I was convinced it was going to be galactically successful as long as I or the rest of the team didn't get in the way of it. The concept, I was like, this is going to be a massive success. So my my true thoughts going into the first on-camera was this. Hanson, don't mess up. Don't flub a word because they're going to play this 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now if it goes that far as this was the first moment of NFL Red Zone. And like they play the old George Legrand, you know, coming on Sports Center for the first time, and and uh, uh, Rich Eisen welcoming people to the first moments of NFL Network. I was like, don't mess it up, and it it was pretty clean. I posted it on my social media the first sixty seconds of the first NFL Red Zone episode, and uh, it was it was clean, and, and we were off and running. Do you, do you know who came up with the concept of the NFL Red Zone channel? Yeah, well, there it has kind of gone into the mists of urban legend, I think, at this point, uh, because for I'm sure your your viewers and listeners are pretty savvy to know that NFL Red Zone came after the Red Zone channel on DirecTV. Right. So the Red Zone channel on DirecTV, when when DirecTV had the had the Sunday ticket exclusive contract with the NFL for what was it? 30 years. I believe it was 20, 20 to 30 years. They created a channel called the red zone channel, uh, adeptly hosted by my former Syracuse classmate, Andrew Siciliano. And they were, they were very, very similar in the production that, that, that we do on NFL red zone. Now, who came up with the Red Zone channel from DirecTV would be the question going back further. And I heard a story that it was a, I believe it was a DirecTV executive or a a sports executive, sports television executive was on vacation in Europe somewhere, some European country, and flipped on his hotel room television just to see what sports they were showing on in Italy or France or Spain or wherever he was. And he saw a soccer channel that was bouncing around from game to game. There were multiple soccer games going on at the same time and it was bouncing around. And apparently that was a light bulb moment. Uh, that, that's a story I heard, but I can't give you the individual's name. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, although it, it stands to reason that a channel like this would have been created and that the NFL is a perfect application for it for a number of reasons. One, the NFL owns the rights to all the games. So it's not like uh, maybe European soccer or uh, even NCAA football here where the Big Ten sells their rights to this network and that network. The ACC's over here. The SEC's over here. Two, 
there's only so many games, right? With no bye weeks, there's only 16 games a week in the NFL. Right. And now, of course, with Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, some of the games have been diversified. So we're, we're dealing with, on average, 12 or 13 games in the early and late window. They're, they're all synchronized kickoffs as well, which, which helps tremendously in an eight-game early window. They are all kicking off within 30 seconds of each other. That 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 foot is hitting that ball. And then the 40-second play clock is something that is unique, obviously, to the NFL and the North American sports uh, scene, where we can, we can show you the Dallas Cowboys first and goal from the five, but by the next time Dak Prescott snaps it, assuming they're not going hurry up, we can sneak in a play from the Patriots or the Packers or the Rams or the Dolphins. And the rhythm of the game allows for us to show a high, high volume of football live or seconds after it happened. And the audience just just eats it up. And of course, that's all bundled up in the uber popularity of the NFL, where the American sports fan can't get enough. So sorry for the long you, answer on that one, but that's, that's you know. No, I don't mind the long answer at all because you lead me into something I was going to ask you later on, but I'll ask you now. You know, in the last several weeks, especially leading up to the first week, I've been writing and talking a lot on this podcast about the transition of Sunday Ticket from DirecTV to YouTube. And I can't tell you how, and I, you know, I, I'm into every little nuance of it, and I can't tell you how many people will say to me, who gives a blank about Sunday ticket? We just care about red zone. And a lot of the people who are in that mindset have asked me, why isn't there a college football red zone? And I thought about it and I said, I bet the reason has to do with the con the NFL. What you're doing on a Sunday is Fox and CBS and, and that's it. I think because college football is so carved out with yep. ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS, Big Ten, you know, there's all these. I think that's probably the reason. Would would, would have have you ever heard any rumblings about someone starting a college football red zone, or is that the reason why there isn't one? Well, ESPN, as you probably well know, uh, has done in the past. I haven't seen it here this year, but they have in the past done a thing called ESPN Goal Line. I believe is right. what they what they refer to it as. And when I've dipped in and watched it, um, it it's a red zone concept bouncing around from game to game. But again, there are rights limitations, right? right. ESPN cannot touch something that either ESPN and ABC don't have have a, a, a right to. Beyond that, right. the average the average college football fan, even a fairly knowledgeable football fan, knows a lot about his or her favorite team, right? The average college football fan could not name you the starting quarterback for a dozen of the top 25 teams in the AP poll. They couldn't do right. it. Right. They couldn't do it. The, right. the average NFL fan could absolutely name you more Every than half of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. So right. The, 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 um, the emotional touchstone to the sport and the, and the, um, accessibility of it to the casual fan who can see, okay, we just bounced to the Rams game. Well, yeah, that's Matthew Stafford quarterbacking Ram right there. And I could name two or three other people. I mean, not me, but the average fan naming two or the other three other people there. It's not NCAA is not as accessible because are you really going to want to bounce to, uh, you know, Florida state versus UAB or something when the Seminoles might be, 
might be favored by 28 points. It might be up by 14 points at the end of the first quarter. The only people watching that channel, and I can say this because I'm one of them, would be degenerate gamblers. There's no fantasy <laughs> football in college football. I mean, I'm sure now someone's going to send me a tweet saying we do a call. Me and my friends, yeah. I, I'm sure, but there's no fantasy football in college. And the other issue too is I think, you know, what, what works beautifully about what you do is it's the eight one o'clock games, the four four o'clock games. In college, it's five thousand games all day long. So I, I don't know where they'd even begin to manage doing a, a red zone. Yeah, and, um, and enough and about and the college. Me, Let's go, go ahead. ahead. No, you well, go, you and, go. Yeah, and, and the staggered kickoff times too. It, right. It's not the biggest hurdle, but it would be harder to have the flow that we have on NFL Red Zone. And of course, we we call it the witching hour when the early window hits the end of the third quarter. You, you just know there's eight games going on. Four of them are going to have an, a, just a bizarre, crazy game ending or a, a lead switch or some controversy or something awesome. And you couldn't necessarily guarantee that with, with, with college football and the, and the finish times would be staggered just like the kickoff times would be. So we're 10 minutes in, and this is the second time you've led me to a question I was going to ask. So I'm here for you. I was going to, I was going to save it for later, but. I'm a New Yorker. I've been a New Yorker my whole life. I grew up listening to Mike and the Mad Dog my entire life. Did you steal the witching hour from Mike Francesa? No. Clear it up once and for all. No, no, I did not steal it. Now, <laughs> let me ask you this. Yeah. Can you steal intellectual property you did not know existed prior to you implementing it? No. And here, here's what I mean by that. I actually <laughs> believe, and for those of you in the, in the audience listening to this right now, Mike Francesa, the, uh, obviously the classic long time. Uh, everybody knows Fran. I'm sure that everyone that's watching this knows Francesa. Uh, claims that he and Brent Musburger and, and maybe Jimmy the Greek as well at the time working on uh, CBS NFL Today used to sit, sit there and when they would watch all the screens, and this is before satellite dishes were, were common or before cable television would, had proliferated to the point where everybody could get multiple games on at different times. They would sit in the CBS studios watching and they'd be like, watch this. It's fourth quarter starting in these six, seven, eight games. And back then it was probably more like nine, 10 and 11 before Sunday night football was created before Thursday night football was created. And they would say, I can't do a Francesa, but it was right. and this the witching hour right now uh, where where weird things happen. I had first heard. I mean, we've all heard of the term witching hour, which I probably need to I probably need to actually Google what it is. It's probably from like the Salem witch trials. It's probably something very well, demonic that I shouldn't even be referencing. <laughs> but but everybody knows the nickname of a witching hour. It's when weird stuff happens, when the unexpected takes over. And so I had been calling it. That hour at the end of the third quarter, all the way through the finishes of the early window games, I've been calling it the best hour in sports television, which may have sounded like bombast or hyperbole, but I absolutely believed it because it, it delivers every time. Even March Madness on opening weekend cannot replicate the incredible finishes that you get every week in the National Football League. And, uh, and so I said, hey, buckle up. This is the most, you know, the best hour in sports television, da, 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 da. And, and people on social media were hitting me up saying, you should call it the witching hour. We call it the witching hour. And I kept hearing it. I was like, oh, okay, that's a tight, concise thing. And maybe that'll catch on. Never before me calling it witching hour had I heard the claim that Francesa and his guys were calling it the witching hour. So God. I don't mean to equivocate, 
on the answer, but right. I, and you can believe me or not believe me, I 100% did not know that Francesa thinks that he had, or it says that he had called it that beforehand. Right. So No, no, yeah. I think those people who told you probably knew it was from, they threw you under the bus. They're the ones who didn't tell you it was from Mike. No, I never remember anyone telling me. Now, maybe they right. knew and they didn't right. tell that's me. Right, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But, but let's, let's the, get the Mike, let's too go is, triple box here. Let's get, let's get <laughs> Mike on right now and we'll, we'll figure it all out. Well, I, the difference though is, and I know this from listening, and I'm glad you mentioned that it came from Mike with Brent and Jimmy the Greek on NFL my, Today. My, my facts were correct there, right? That's that's yeah. how he claims. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it was Jimmy the Greek only because when Mike Francesa on WFAN would discuss the Witching Hour, he was doing it in the context of games switching on point spread. You know, a team covering to not. He wasn't. It wasn't Great wins point. losses. It was covers and not covers. Great point. Yep. Yeah. Bad beats yeah. before bad beats correct. was. Was yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go in reverse to where we started. You're coming up on year 15. Well, you're in year 15. The season started. Uh, what for you has changed over the years? If I mean, I I came to Red Zone late because I was always a Sunday ticket watcher. Then I had to cancel Directv three four years ago. So then my first taste of it, what I've no, what I noticed each year in watching it here and there is. It always seems the same to me. It always seems like you have a winning formula, a successful formula. It's the formula the fans want and like, so don't mess with it. But has anything over the 15 years changed? What has changed, if anything? Yeah, um, there's been things, definitely. And I would say this. You said winning formula, and thank you for that. I I, I, I agree in, in large part. What I tell our staff is this. I say, gang, we are the the PGA Tour golfer, if I can mix a sports metaphor here. We're the PGA Tour golfer who's ranked 10th in the world. But number one ranking in the world is within reach. But what we have to do to get from 10th to one is not reinvent our swing, is not change our game, is not relearn golf. It is shave one stroke every everywhere we can, even if it's one stroke on a, on a four-round weekend, that's the difference between being the 10th golfer in the world and the number one golfer in the world. So our formula, our, our cookie cutters are sharp and set. Let's, let's find an edge here and there, just wherever we can, whether it's producing quicker, uh, being cleaner and clearer in the transitions that I make, being slicker in the way we bring in and out graphics, Finding maybe a new way to do things. I'll give you, for instance, this is season 15, the touchdown montage. So for those who don't watch Red Zone all the way to the end, which shame on you if you don't. But for those of you who don't watch it all the way to the end, we recap every touchdown from every game. So if there's 50, 60, 70 touchdowns, we have a music video at the end of the show that I dubbed the touchdown montage. And we didn't use to That came in probably season... I think it may have been even after season five, but one of our staffers came up with the idea to say, hey, you know what? We, we talk about every touchdown from every game. We show every touchdown from every game when it happens or seconds after it happens. Why don't we just condense them all and put it in a music video? And it's something that the audience tells me they, they can't live without. They'll stay up. Their, their Sunday is not over and not complete unless they watch the touchdown montage. Uh, the witching hour was something that evolved over the course of of time. The the Octobox at the beginning of the show was something that I came up with from episode one, so or very, very early in the thing. 
Um, quad boxes and double boxes is just a nickname that I put on them uh, from the beginning. Um, there is another component to this, and you'll be probably interested in this, is that, uh, and I have to be political here, um, or or how do I want to say, the our broadcast partners, our, the NFL broadcast partners, have certainly stood up and taken notice of NFL Red Zone success because it's our, the NFL's product that is sold to our broadcast partners, CBS and Fox, in the case of these signals that we use. And then we take that's those signals, those productions. And so it's there are many chefs in the kitchen and the ingredients are all proprietary along the way. Right. And when the meal is served to the audience, there are there are many considerations over who does what, how. In fact, in the last couple of years, if you've noticed, uh, we have been we NFL Red Zone have been told when there is one game, a standalone game, let's say Romo and Nance have the Cowboys Patriots game, right? As the the national game in the late window. Once that's the last game standing, they want us NFL red zone to sign off and send the audience to your local CBS station where you can watch the remainder of that game, right. which I'll, I'll back off from there, but that is what, you know, yeah, was dictated ridiculous. to me and to us. Yeah. And so there, there, there are changes throughout, uh, throughout yeah. the, the time. And by the way, in terms of positive changes, I'm all ears. If you or anyone else ha- has an idea of how we should do things, and there are different people that make suggestions, I listen to them all. I listen to them all because don't, I'm not above my critics being my coaches, and and we can, you know, we'd love to implement something. If it was a great way to show football, I'm all ears. You wouldn't like my suggestions, believe me. Go, believe. Oh, me. you're going to cut me out of the show, probably. No, no, no. I just like to me if a game is like you know. 30 points difference. You should not show any highlights from that game. We, I don't, hey, Jimmy, we get to that point. We do get to that point in the early window. We say, we call it behind the scenes. We say touchdowns only. If, if the Ravens are beating someone 35 to nothing, we say that game yeah. is only touchdowns. Even if they're, fir- if the opponent is first and goal from the five, if they score fine, we'll show it, but it's not going to impact the outcome of the game. So, well, I mean, listen, I've, I remember. I remember, I think I sent you a tweet. When I look back, it's just so embarrassing and immature. But I think I said, like, can you not show me any more highlights from this game? And you, because you went to like a field goal late. But I don't play fantasy. The people who play fantasy, they don't care if the game is 50 to nothing. If their play scores a touchdown, they want to see it. So I get why you do it. I was just doing it from a selfish standpoint of, you know, I'd rather see a play at the 50 yard line from a competitive game. But that's just me. Um, Same. I'll make a quick, quick comment on that. In the late window, let's just say this weekend, there are four games in the late window. If there's a 35-0 game, you're still going to see some from that game because we are also told by our bosses that we need to treat all four games equally. Now, we are not going to say, oh, the 35-0 game, if this game is first and goal from the 10, no. But but we still have to treat all of them equally in in the in the late window right. especially and you'll notice it more when there are fewer games so right. my apologies i get yeah. it I'm a don't apologize fan. i don't, don't want to watch a 35 nothing game either yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. don't apologize because you do whatever you're doing is working so don't apologize um and this year i mentioned it before sunday ticket is no longer part of direct tv it's with youtube they eliminated the direct tv 
Red Zone channel. Now there's one Red Zone channel on on every system. You're the person hosting it. Have you know? I mean, it's only been one week, so this might be a dumb question, but have you noticed even more people commenting? Because now you personally, in your version, has has a bigger audience. Yes, true. Yeah, and I have, and and that was to be expected. Um, after week one, there are people that were long, long time adopters of. DirecTV Sunday ticket through DirecTV and therefore the Red Zone channel, not NFL Red Zone, the Red Zone channel, that that's what they were used to. That's what they know. Um, and some hit me up and were like, oh, you you, you don't do it like they did it and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to give it time with those yeah. people. And all I would say is, well, gang, you know what? It's it, it, like this is if you want to watch Red Zone, this is your choice. Right. And I will stand up in front of anyone and say, you give us a month, you give us a season, you are going to like watching football with us. It, it is different. My voice is not Andrew's voice. My face is not Andrew's face. Uh, our production goes a little bit different. I, I didn't watch theirs very much for obvious reasons, but right. uh, but our production is different. You, you can trust me or not trust me. You're going to like what you see over the course of time. But there are there are pains for people that just don't want to switch at, at some point. They went to the same Italian restaurant for 20 years, and now all of a sudden there's new ownership or or different ownership. And then I'm fine with that. But yeah, yeah, I've noticed I've noticed some comments here. Now the con- the concept is still the same. So you, I think yeah. that's a. I think if anyone has that issue, they'll get over it quickly. Um, we've talked about. Eight one eight one o'clock games, four four o'clock games. This this is a big thing I've noticed on Twitter, and I and I I I have my own feelings on it too. I'm curious for you as the host of the Red Zone Channel, what is your ideal one o'clock four o'clock breakdown? Because like there's some weeks there's only two or three four o'clock games, and I notice most NFL fans get pissed about that. I love that, but that's just me. But I'm curious what you think. I'm leaning forward here because I'm going to show you, uh, you know, and I know you have you have uh, written about it and tweeted about it and talked about it uh, during the schedule release, which has now become a, a new tent pole, if you will, on the off-season calendar in the NFL. I always say all schedule releases are local, like politics. All politics are local. All schedule releases are local. A, a, a fan of the Chargers wants to see the Chargers schedule. Uh, you know, a head coach wants to know, or a player wants to know, when's the bye week and do I got to play in freezing cold temperature at some time? And NFL Red Zone hosts goes and writes down the spread of games wow. from early to late. So there is now my scratch handwriting. There is yeah. all... See, there, that's weeks. my ideal week right there. The one that's got... Eight three. That's that's a good week right there. You eight, like eight three? three? We've yeah. got here in going into week two, and I, and obviously I cross out the week, so we've already done the eight five early. Uh, I like eight four. I like eight four, and this is the reason why. Eight and the early is terrific because you're getting yeah. two, three, four fantastic finishes. It yeah. fills up an octo box, which you know I certainly have an affinity for. Uh, and then the four game late window, one of those can be a blowout and it still feels like red zone to me, to right, me. And right. four is four is not overwhelming to be able to really, really dive into each one of those four games. Um, seven, five is a good split. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't like seven, five. Three feels uh, slow. Two is, here's but the, thankfully there's no twos this no. year. 
by halftime of the four o'clock games, I'm exhausted. So I like that if there's only two or three games to focus on, I, like four is fine, but I like three, seven, five. I don't like, I don't like five, four o'clock games that I don't like. Yeah, no, that gets a little bit. Yeah. It gets a little bit tough. One year we had one year it was a few years ago. We had an inverted number of games in the late window. And I forget why it was. I think it was the COVID. I think it was 2020 COVID year. Oh well, yeah, where everything was. Out they of had whack, kicked yeah. some back, and they, and they and they switched. And then there was another sporting event. Something else was going on that forced. There was something, and we had like we had six games in the early window, and like seven games in the late window. And I it was the that, first yeah. and only time in our 15 years that we had that. That was bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about you for a minute. Um, uh, listen, it's so famous that you don't go to the bathroom, you don't eat. There's been stories and all this stuff about it. Everyone knows you don't go to the bathroom and you don't eat during the show. People still I'm don't curious. believe that, Jimmy. They don't believe it. And I'm I'm telling you, that's that's true. I mean, why would that be something to lie about? Yeah, exactly. Like if you said like, yeah, like I pee once a show, what, what does that do to your reputation? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm curious for your post-show routine. When the show is over, how tired are you? Do you watch the Sunday night game? What do you eat? How quickly do you eat? Are you exhausted? Do you, like, I'm curious. Tell me when 7 o'clock comes most weeks. Then what is the day like for Scott Hansen? Yeah. So, well, let's see. The first thing that happens is I, I say goodbye to the audience. I throw to the touchdown montage and the, the video starts rolling. And I pop my earpiece out which has had constant stimulus in the left side of my ear for, for more than seven hours when you consider the beginning of the show before we even start. And I literally, Jimmy, I have to put my hands on the desk. Like just to, my, my equilibrium is, is almost off. And my, my hearing is like, it's just, it's a strange sensation. But you can imagine, imagine being on a seven hour phone call 
like this, where, right. where the person's talking the entire time. And then all of a sudden you take it away. That's really something. Um, I jump in my car, take my makeup off, switch the wardrobe, jump in my car. Usually don't even have to go to the bathroom. Now my bladder is so trained. I can wait until I'm here in my home in Los Angeles. But I walk through the door uh, over my shoulder there. I come home. And the first thing that goes on is Sunday night football. I'm an absolute junkie. In fact, if I can show your audience something, I don't know how many people watch versus listen to yeah. your program, but I'll describe what I'm showing here to the viewers that are watching it. It's no big deal, but right over my shoulder, let's see if I can get oh, it. Oh, that's a that nice setup, wall. Scott. So I have beautiful on my wall. That's a 70 inch television flanked by four 50 inch televisions, big, huge custom wraparound couch. What's uh, amazing and- is you don't even get to enjoy that on an NFL Sunday. No. No, uh, college football. Yes, I put the best five college games on, and I I don't go anywhere. I, I live in Los yeah. Angeles. It can be eighty and sunny outside. All my buddies are playing beach volleyball right right up the road, and I'm like, guys, I'm studying for tomorrow, and I watch the best five college games every three hours. You uh, should rent that room out on a Sunday, like an Airbnb. You know what? I could probably do pretty well, especially if I would put my name on it. Like, come over to Scott's house and watch oh, the yeah. game. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of marketing opportunities. That's there. a good idea. But uh, but no. So what I use those five screens for, Sunday Night Football goes on in the middle. And then I put ESPN and NFL Network on two of the flanking TVs to watch every highlight show. Because I'm using a mental checklist. Okay, we showed that. We showed that. We showed that. We showed that. Uh, we told that story. We we had that this or that, and and I'm proud to say that using another sports metaphor, that our free throw percentage is in the high high 90s of stuff that the folks that had hours to put together a highlight show show you. We showed it live or seconds after the fact on Red Zone, and that's that's very gratifying. Has give me if you've had one as you enter year 15 on the NFL Red Zone channel your worst like technical glitch did you ever have it where your mic went out your monitors went out your freak i mean it is live it, and you know i've said this and i'd be curious for your take on this i've always said what chris berman used to do on nfl primetime with the highlights you know people have their opinions of berman i don't think people don't understand how hard that is to do those highlights like that live oh. with the speed what you're doing is live so you have to do your job calling the highlight and switching the games. And that's a whole thing there. But there's a technical aspect. At any point, and no one's fault. A microphone breaks, a camera goes. Who knows what happens? Have you had any glitches where you know you had a panic attack, basically, during a live show? I did. Yeah. I mean, we've had some heart-stopping moments. Um, the thing about live television is, and I started off in very, very small markets where everything that technically could go wrong <laughs> went wrong. So I'm pretty battle tested when it comes to, okay, this thing just crapped out. This thing ain't working. That thing was working or this problem just happened. And it's like, boys and girls, we're, we're moving straight ahead as best we can. Um, I had one. So when you guys watch, we put up the, the countdown clock at right before the show begins. And people tell me they even love just watching the final five minutes of the countdown clock. Yeah. When you're watching the countdown clock, I'm in the men's room going to the facilities for the final time uh, in the day. Well, I'm all mic'd up. I'm mic'd up, suited up, everything. So there's a battery pack on my back where the microphone is. They have to power that off, right? Because they don't want to, you know, 
audio person doesn't want to listen to me in the bathroom, obviously. So they power it off. We forgot to power it back on one day. And I'm okay. literally doing my, and you, and if you watch me at the beginning of the show, I try and start on an emotional peak, just, just knowing that, hey, gang, this is the beginning of a new NFL Sunday. And here's the storyline. Here's the storyline. Here's the story. So I'm going like this. And I hear in my ear, Scott, your mic's not on. And I'm like fiddling around back here. And it's a tiny, tiny switch where you go. So I'm waving to Esther. My, my, it was actually Rhoda that, that week. Rhoda, my, my stage manager, Rhoda. Like this, and and I'm like, and I, I thankfully I don't cuss in my in my private life, right? Because you could get caught on a hot mic, and, and a lot of the best broadcasters of all time have done that. I don't, yeah. and I don't want to lose my job that way. But I, I was freaking out at that point. Um, yeah, there's stuff like that. But then the other glitch that I would say is this: occasionally, I'm watching a wall of monitors, and we'll lose one of the feeds. All I want to know at that point is if we lose the Jags Titans game, right? But all the other games are good. I'm like to my coordinating producer or my producer, I'm like just tell me it's coming from the site. Meaning tell me that they had a power outage at the stadium. And and not that I'm hoping for that, but in a certain right. sense I am because if it's us that's lost the signal, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. if it's if it's the stadium and we've had that where the power the the, oh, the, yeah. the the production truck lost power, I can at least say, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we understand that the CBS truck lost power there in Nashville, so the Titans Jags game isn't available right now. We'll we'll keep you up to date as pot as much as we can. Um, but that that's when the technical stuff goes wrong. I'm like, please be something outside of our building that I can communicate to the audience, you know, and, and, and stay yeah. with them. But yeah. Are you surprised at all by the popularity? I mean, it is, I mean, I've written this so many times. I, I, I'm not sure there's been a more popular innovation in sports in the last 15 years. I, I, I you know, I tweet about football covering the announcers and something to this and everyone just red zone, red zone, red zone, red zone. I, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not surprised at the popularity, and and I don't mean to sound like oh, I was Babe Ruth calling my shot when I came on the very first on camera, and what I what we talked about at the beginning. But what I chose to say there was, welcome to NFL Red Zone, the channel that we hope will change the way you watch football forever. And and I I said those words and chose those words very carefully because I believed it. Because as a football fan, if someone would offer me a seven-hour, commercial-free, every touchdown show, I, I don't have a favorite NFL team, but you won't find anyone on the planet who loves NFL football more than I do. Right. And so yeah. I want that 50,000-foot view of the sport. Show me that so-and-so has got 100 yards rushing at the half. Show me that this guy just made an unbelievable one-handed catch in a in – a, game matchup of two small markets that you would not otherwise have seen. Show me that this game is one possession and they need a touchdown to win. This game is one possession with 30 seconds left and they need a touchdown to tie. And show me those simultaneously. When when I understood the concept of what we were going for, I'm like, if we execute this well, I know NFL audiences, they will eat this alive and it will change the way people watch football. And uh, I even texted our bosses, the top two bosses at NFL Network back in 2009, when they named me the host, 
I said, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to, here's the third different uh, sport that I'm using to mix a metaphor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tear the cover off the ball. I, I, I'm pretty confident in my broadcasting ability, not cocky, but confident. Mm-hmm. I've worked for 30 years to hone my craft and I'm passionate about it. And I love serving the audience. I knew my skills and what that job was. I thought I knew what that job would require. And I certainly know the NFL and know NFL audiences. I'm like, this is going to be a, a match made in heaven. I'm going to, I'm going to rip, I'm going to hit this ball as hard as I've ever hit anything in my life. And I wish that I've, I've switched cell phones. I wish I could recover the, that original text yeah. because I, I didn't text my bosses very much on stuff, but I was like, I want to, I want to be on record to say that this is going to be what it is. And I have, a, I take a lot of professional mm. pride in the fact that there's not a day that goes by during the season that people don't say, Scott, NFL Red Zone has changed the way I watch football. You know, I, I remember someone in the industry, someone I trust, someone who knows what they're talking about. Telling, I, I, when I, so I was a direct TV customer like for 20 years, had an incident with them, canceled, and went to Verizon Fios. And I remember at the time, I must have tweeted it or written it about like, why, like, I, I why did, why would the NFL make, Sunday ticket exclusive to DirecTV. Why not put it on a- every cable company? You can make so much money. And someone told me, who again, in the industry, in the business said, NFL Red Zone is so popular that cable companies have no reason to pay the NFL. Like Verizon, why would Verizon Fios give the NFL a billion dollars for Sunday ticket when everyone watches Red Zone? Like that's, that, that's the power of, of Red Zone as well. So- it's well, you, you know the name Steve Bornstein, yeah. I'm sure, who was the original president of, of NFL Network and and was the president of ESPN back in the ESPN proliferation heyday of, of the 1990s. I, I don't remember Steve's exact years there, but he's a you know an all-time great uh, sports television executive. So Steve's rub for the longest time was trying to get NFL Network – carried on basic cable right. packages, right? And the cable companies came back to the NFL and said, yeah, we get it. NFL football is extremely popular, but you're creating this network, which was in 2004, like, but you're not, you don't have games on, you, you're, you're just going to have talk shows and stuff. And, and, and they wanted it at a pretty high price, you know, and I know you understand all this. You can explain it yeah. to your audience, Jimmy, in terms of, you know, the, 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 the carriage fees and, uh, monthly per subscriber and everything. Uh, so they were looking for something. Steve was looking for something to put NFL Network, have a carrot to dangle that would say all the cable companies would want to take NFL Network at the price per subscriber that the NFL wanted. And they all, the cable companies, went back to Bornstein and the NFL executives and said, give us Sunday ticket. Give us access to Sunday ticket. And Bornstein said, no, that like... Uh, DirecTV pays us way too much money for the exclusivity of it. We're not going to break that up. So Bornstein said, well, what if we created a channel that would show you every touchdown from every game and all the great moments? It would kind of be, it would service you similarly to Sunday Ticket, but not exactly, not every snap from every game like Sunday Ticket can give you, but every great moment. And the first couple, I believe it was Comcast and Dish Network, I think were the first to sign on when NFL Red Zone came in and they said, okay, we'll take NFL Network at that number, but you give us this show, NFL Red Zone, and we can monetize it to our our customers, we'll do it. And then at the 
end of the first season, I don't know if you know this, it's it's available on the internet. Um, oh, I'm going to forget the gentleman's name. On the back page, remember the the, yeah, the back page of Sports Illustrated, right? The point after. Oh, probably right? Steve Russian. Yeah. Was it Steve Russian? It was Steve, I believe. Oh, goodness. I'm so sorry. If, if, I'll, if I'll find watching, out. I, yeah. Wrote, and this was in 2009, in like late December 2009. Okay. So it was the last Sports Illustrated magazine that was coming out for the decade of 2000 to 2000 until it hit 2010, right? December of 2009. And the point after they gave their broadcasting awards and said, NFL Red Zone is one of the greatest inventions of the last decade. And we had only existed for five months, for right. one season. And he said, it's a can't miss first ballot Hall of Famer. And his his adjectives and, and description, his writing was great. But the way he he threw flowers at us was extraordinary. And it really awoken the, the sports viewing audience to that. Are you Googling it right now by any chance? I am. I am because, I, you know, I'm glad to hear this story about Sports Illustrated. And I, I, it had to yeah, be sure. Steve. It had to be Steve Russian. But go ahead. Uh, so, out. so, um, I mean, I know I've got a copy of it. So I got it. Go, I got it right here. The, the title of the story. Oh, it was Phil Taylor. That's right. Phil did Phil, it. It was Phil. Yes. 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 Yep. Divine intervention. Gentlemen. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I'll, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to link that in my column when I post this. Yep. It was yeah. Phil okay. Taylor. So yeah. So I, uh, hmm. yeah, link it. And then, and then the yeah. audience can look it up too. But, um, yeah. yeah, so Phil had such amazing things to say and we were all like, wow, that's awesome. And, and we were like, we were off and running. And that helped Steve Bornstein and the NFL League office to work the business side of things to their advantage, uh, where where NFL Network could grow and get into at our peak. We were in, I want to say, 100 million homes. Almost, I, I think it may have been, it was in the high, high double-digit million homes. Right. And obviously, the business has completely changed now. Uh, and, and NFL Red Zone still standing. And I got to think we'll be around for quite a while because I, I can't imagine that there's a, there, I, that there's a certain segment of the audience that wants to watch all the time, including yep. NFL players and coaches watch NFL Red Zone. This is amazing because you've now done it again on my final question. I was just going to say, I was just going to say that. Anticipation I is the name of my game here, Jimmy. This is scary. This is scary. I was just going to say that I want to wrap it up with this, but I don't want you to be modest. I, I want you to just be as egotistical as you have to be. Give no me the problem. list. Give me the list of the A-listers who have said to you or you have heard from about watching the Red Zone. I'm going to forget names now, but I've been told we were on in the White House, both in the uh, Obama administration and in the Trump administration. I'm not sure about the current administration. I, I've been told that... Um, who are some of the big, I'm trying to think of Hollywood first. But you can oh. even do players. I'm, yeah. oh, you know, well, I'm, I'm sure athletes from other sports. I'm sure NBA players, oh, it's their offseason. Charles, Charles Barkley interrupted inside the NBA one time. They did a spoof on NFL Red Zone. Like, what if NBA Red Zone was a thing? Like, and they, and, you know, they, they had Ernie try and do like, this team just got over half court. And he, and he was trying to cut the and it was obviously a, a you know a spoof, but right. they came back out to the desk after they did their little bit, and Charles said, "Ernie, I'm just going to tell you that my friends kept telling me you got to watch Red." At my, my Barclay's not very good, but I'll go That's with it. Right. It's uh, good. Uh, that my friends kept telling me Red Zone, Red Zone, Red Zone. I finally watched it, and we all know what a big gambler Charles is. 
And yeah. he's like, I finally watched it, and it's amazing. He said, NFL Red Zone is the greatest. Great job, Scott Hansen. And he name-checked me, and I was like, that. And I was watching that. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. Um, I, Charles was on this podcast three or four weeks ago, and he told me him and his friends go to Vegas every two to three weeks during the season to watch the game. So I'm sure on those other weeks, there's Charles. Well, I wish I would have known that before I spoke to Charles. I would have asked him about his love of the Red Zone. Yeah, well, no, he, well, he said it on record. I've got that clip yeah. from inside the NBA. Yeah. I'm sure it's on my social media. But um, yeah. the, in terms of football, how about this? I'm at one of the Super Bowls, and one of my jobs at the Super Bowl is on Super Bowl opening night. It used to be called Media Day, but opening night, Monday night, when the teams fly in to the Super Bowl city for the week. Uh, I introduced the team captains, right? So from the NFC champion, Atlanta Falcons, team captains, Matt Ryan, da 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 From the AFC champion, New England Patriots, captains, Tom Brady, and da 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 And so we do this moment, and they have the Vince Lombardi trophy there and everything else like that, and then we throw a commercial break for the, for the live TV audience, uh, and the stage lights go dim, and the players were walking off the stage, and I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's Tom Brady. And he goes, and I've known Tom for a while. I used to be a reporter, you know, so I would I would interview him every once in a while. Um, and Tom goes, hey, Scott, I just want to let you know, you do an awesome job on Red Zone. And I was like, that's pretty freaking cool when the GOAT tells you he's yeah. watching. And he, he watches, apparently, well, when he was playing, he would watch every time he was on Thursday night football, he was watching Red Zone on Sunday. He was playing on Monday night football, Red Zone on Sunday. Bye week, Red Zone on Sunday. Even Sunday night football, you could get you could get a couple few hours of it in in the early window before you'd yeah. have to go to the stadium and whatnot. So Brady was that way and still is, I understand. Josh Allen has told me he absolutely won't. He, he watches Red Zone. It's his favorite television show right. uh, when he's not playing or when he w- works it out. He says even if they're playing in the late window, he can have it on in the locker room for the early window of games. And then game stadiums. If you're playing yeah. at 425 Eastern, game stadiums at like 3 o'clock, when we get to the witching hour, they'll show it on their Jumbotron while whatever, the, the the Bills and the Chiefs are warming up on the field for their 425 Eastern game and the fans are coming into the stands. They've got us up on the on the Jumbotron. And then That's one great. more really cool one that you'll, yeah, you'll yeah. get a kick out of. A, another Super Bowl. It was a Super Bowl that CBS was carrying – I'm doing some live reports on the sideline. Super Bowl Sunday, this is. And I get another tap on my shoulder, turn around, and it's Jim Nance. And and Jim says, Scott, I like NFL Red Zone's awesome, man. You guys do a great job with it. And I'm like, well, Jim, wait a second. You've always got, or almost always got, a 425 Eastern game. He's like, oh, I'm watching it all up. And that's how I know what's going on in the NFL prior to the kickoff at, of my game at 425 Eastern. About... A month or two later, I bumped into one of his producers for the late window, you know, the big Romo Nance game. And he says, he keeps watching it during our game. We'll be coming out of commercial break. And he's he's got red zone on, I don't know if it's on his phone or whatever. Yeah. That like, and he's watching it during the commercials to see what other three games are in the late window and whatnot. Yeah. And they've had, I've I've told, and I hope I'm not telling tales out of school here for for Jim. They've had to tell him, hey, Jim. Quit, you know, ignore that. We got yeah. we're coming back out of break with this graphic or whatever. So it, it's awesome. It is it's the show of record for our industry. Everyone that works at NFL Network that's not working on Sunday 
is watching Red Zone. Almost yep. all of my friends at ESPN that are not working on NFL Sunday are watching Red Zone. So it informs the entire football public because the people that will inform people on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, pardon the interruption, or you know, first take or whatever other show you want to talk about, they're consuming the NFL on Red Zone primarily. It's it's yeah. a heck of a responsibility, but but also a big thrill. Well, I appreciate you coming on 15 years now, year 15 of the Red Zone, enormously popular. What time do you go to bed on Saturday night? What time do I go to bed or what time do I fall asleep? Fall Those asleep. Are mutually fall, exclusive things. Fall asleep. Jimmy, I am so wired. If I get, if I get, I try and lay down by, I'm on Pacific time here in Los yeah. Angeles. I try and lay down by 10, 10 30. The alarm rings at 4.30 in the morning. I'm I'm fortunate if I am actually asleep by 1 a.m. So wow. I'm usually doing that show on three yeah. hours sleep roughly. And it's just because I am so yeah. wired. I've got all my notes in my head and thoughts and stuff. And I love football. Mm -hmm. I am jacked to, to get up in the morning and get in there and, and serve the audience. So, yeah, it's not not much sleep. Sunday night is a crash fest. I yeah, can tell I'm you. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everyone knows. I don't have to tell them, but if you NFL.com slash red zone, if you're interested, if you haven't signed up yet or you don't have it yet. And uh, Scott is your lone host this year for the enormously popular NFL red zone. I, I don't get offended. I may tweet out though, like, is there a bigger waste of a greater TV setup than Scott Hansen's. I'm still getting over the five <laughs> TVs while you're while you're in a studio on Sundays. I can't get past it. So uh, March Madness get... is pretty. March Madness is pretty good on that yeah. setup. And I'll give you another one. I'm a little bit of a news nerd as well. Election night, a yeah, big yeah. election night. Yeah, that's a good setup. I've had to shut the TV off the last couple of elections, but let's not oh, go yeah, there. I hear <laughs> When they, when, yeah, when they say we're going to be here late, I'm like, all right. That's been the theme the last two. Like, we're going to be here late. I'm like, oh, boy. All right, Scott. Enjoy the rest of the season. And uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. This was fun. Thanks, Jimmy. Good to be with you. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, joining me now, as he does every week for our Train of Thought segment from WFAN Radio in New York, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and SNY TV in New York, my buddy Sal Licata. And full disclosure, pod's coming out on Thursday. We're taping this on Tuesday, so the state of New York is still in mourning. Sal, how are you? Uh, I was heartbroken with that one last night. Even today, I just... It sucks, man. It was the big, the biggest story in the NFL, and to have it go up in flames in four freaking plays, oh, terrible. Heartbroken for Rodgers and for the Jeff fans. It's it sucks. Yeah, I'm a monster. I'm not heartbroken. No, I well, I know you and I. We agree on a lot of things. One thing that we don't. You never really liked Rodgers. Well, did. it has nothing to do with that. I mean, it's just listen. This is sport. Injuries happen in sports. It's just like but, Tom Brady. But dude, wait. Tom Brady, first, against the Chiefs, they blow out his knee. I remember Derek Jeter on opening day in Toronto blew out his arm or whatever it was, sliding into third. It happens. This is sports. This is agreed. A forty-year-old getting injured is not like, oh my god, this is the most. You know, it, this is it. People get injured in sports, right? But you grew up a Jet fan. You understand, like for that team, for that fan base, and really for New York City as a whole, like these teams and all these injuries. Like, this is bad luck. Nothing you could do about it. Four plays in. If you were to tell me Rodgers tweaked an ankle, he's going to miss six, seven weeks. Like, that'd be bad enough. Torn Achilles out for the year. Four plays in. Didn't complete a pass after all the hype and hard knocks and everything. Uh, what does hard knocks have to do with anything? Well, national stage, more spotlight. You know, if, it, if not for hard knocks, they referenced it during the Monday night game, talking about nationally and everybody who watched this team on HBO. Like, they put them. They were the the it team. It was the biggest story in, in oh, the I, NFL. I agree. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying, like you know, I wasn't heartbroken. It was you know, it's an athlete getting injured. I I, I get heartbroken sometimes if it's, but like this wasn't like, oh my god, how am I going on with my day? Right. Did you I bet the know. Bills last night? I actually bet the Jets. I told you we said on the. I said on the pod I loved the Jets last night. Oh right, right. I I bet the Jets. I also bet over three and a half rushing yards for oh. Rodgers on DraftKings, and they refunded. They, they so I it was thirty. I did thirty six dollars to win thirty, and in my DraftKings account, I have a free thirty six dollar play. They gave it back, which is the right thing to do there. No, especially especially for DraftKings. I I, I see both sides of it. Like he played, like let's say on the first play of the game, he would have ran for ten yards. Here's here's why I like it when these companies do that because they're ultimately going to win anyway. Good, a show of good faith like that, like why aggravate your customers further when the guy lost? Yes. Come on, four four plays, like do the right thing, and you're going to get the money back it's, anyway. And it shows good faith. You're 100 right. It's phenomenal customer service. There's right, no doubt about that. I just want to clarify because I it's, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm not happy and I'm not like. 
you know what I feel bad about? I feel bad that the guy's 40 years old. Like if this happens in, when you're in your 20s, it's a different story. You, you, you take the year off, you come back. The fact that he's in his 40s is what I think makes this super shitty from that perspective. I think you're, you're, I think you're also hitting it from more of like the jet perspective. I don't care about the jet perspective, so that's right. why. But where I have sympathy and where I do feel bad for Aaron Rodgers, he's 40 years old and this happens. I mean, that's, you know, that's rough. That is rough. Yeah. I, I'm looking at it. Yes, one Rodgers. Number two, the Jet fan. Like, God, it yeah. just all the buildup, all the hope for this crappy franchise and this. Like, that's it, horrible. I, I'll say one thing about the fallout. So many people bringing up Tom Brady. Now, I mean, to me, that's one of the most – like, Tom Brady – is not going to come out of retirement to play for the New York Jets, who he thinks, you know. Who, but more than that, let's say Brady did come out of retirement. And let's say Brady did go to the Jets, which, again, I think is a laughing, mm -hmm. la just a comical. Anyway, but let's say it happened. And let's say the Jets win the Super Bowl. Is the Jet fan going to be, like, thrilled and happy and ecstatic that the Jets won a Super Bowl and they did it because of Tom Brady, who basically degraded them for 20 years? I, I'd love to find out, and I understand what you're saying, but from Brady's perspective, hypothetically, what team would give him a better chance right now that he can come to to win a Super Bowl? Defense is there. They have weapons. That's why Rodgers wanted to go there. If he probably could have really went to the Niners. That, he probably could have went to the Niners in the offseason if he wanted to play. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, His if hometown. That was right mm. now, though, that would not be an option, and I don't know – if it even was an option, maybe the Niners didn't want that to be the case because they wanted to go with Purdy. Who knows? Okay. But let's but say Brock right Purdy now, got hurt. Let's say Brock Purdy got hurt. I don't think Tom Brady's coming back to play for the Niners. Like the right, guy's done, know, but it's over. But, agreed. But in the hypothetical, like if you're the Jets, you got to make the call. It, it, it hasn't like, it, it's not like it hasn't happened before. Guys come off their couch all the time somehow and get back into the NFL. But if you're a Jeff fan, I think that's a spot where you don't give a shit. You embrace the quarterback, even if you hated him more than anybody, if you win a Super Bowl. I I mean, okay. So, see, you're not really a Jets fan, so that's why you're saying that. Because here's what I would say to you. What if the Mets were in a pennant race and late in the season they traded for Roger Clemens and then he goes no. on and wins – well, that's my point. This is no, the same exact. No, I hate exact... fucking Roger Clemens. Right, I the... hate Clemens. Wait, wait, you don't think the Jets throwing... fan? You don't think the Jet fan hates Tom Brady, who shit on them for twenty years? Old Tom Brady. Like, if you ask me, Jeter, then that's a different story. Jeter killed the Mets, but at least he didn't you know, throw a fucking shard bat at Mike Piazza. I still would swing on Clemens if I saw him today. I hate him. You picked the one guy. You know me too. Well. You picked the one guy who I would say no fucking way do I want. Well, but but again, but I would think that's how the Jet fan feels about Brady. I don't know. It was personal. Like, you're a Falcons fan. You can't. You're not. You're a Falcons fan. You don't have the Jet fan mentality. Um, I'm the not Jet a Falcons fan. I could give a shit less about that. Put it this way: I care more about the Jets and the Giants, this, and specifically right, but, where my money's at. My future bets are already done. But I'm talking about the diehard Jet fan for 40 years who's in and out every week. They don't want Tom Brady leading them to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, I think they'd take it. Do a poll. I would bet I would bet the Jet fans would take it any which way. I'm not doing get. a poll. I'm not getting involved with Jet fans. They're animals. I'm not doing a poll. <laughs> you were um, a Jet fan. No, I'm not. I thought you didn't you grow up a Jet fan? 
until Parcells left. Once Parcells left, I start. I stopped okay. paying attention. I stopped caring about the Jets. Um, all right, we haven't read reviews for August, so we're going to do that now. If you don't like the reviews, shut off the podcast. Move on with your life. Be happy, and you know, that's this it. is the best part. I like hearing you react to to the reviews. I'll tell you the one of the problems is I'm so old I forget like we do the month by month and I don't think we did the uh, August I'm gonna go back to August first. Okay, here we go. We're gonna read some reviews here. Here we go for the month of August for SI Media with Jimmy Trader. Andrew Stoley, I'm giving five stars because this podcast is generally a must listen for me, but also because Jimmy gave me an extra one hour and 58 minutes of my life back in the last seven days that would otherwise be spent listening to the podcast. And why is that, you may ask? That represents the combined approximate podcast time of the pro wrestling episodes I skipped over. I mean, come on, two pro wrestling episodes in back-to-back weeks? To quote Kramer in the Merv Griffin episode on Seinfeld, what is this, amateur hour? Also, congrats to Sal on his new gig, but one question begs to be answered. Will his new on-air time increase or decrease the likelihood that his brother-in-law will be listening and continuing to throw him under the bus at family events? Thank you and keep up the good work. So, one thing to address here from Andrew. The two wrestling pods we did were bonus pods. The, uh, the regular pod came out on Thursday each of those weeks. The wrestling pods came out on the Monday or Tuesday of those weeks. So you didn't lose any pods. They were done in addition to. So that's an invalid complaint as far as I'm concerned. And is your brother-in-law still listening now that your hours have, now that you're on 10 to 2? Put it this way. Whether I'm on 12 to 5 in the morning, whether I'm on 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., everybody's my, I'll rip my wife. I'll rip my brother-in-law. I don't give a shit. If you're listening, that, that's your, look. If you deserve to get ripped, that's your problem, not mine. I don't, I don't hold things back, though. We know that. <laughs> I, know. Right. I get more shit from my brother-in-law from this podcast than anything on the radio. I'll see if yeah. I can get you to say something derogatory. <laughs> All right, Amy R. Chapman. Hey, last month you said that you didn't have more baseball guests because it wasn't a popular sport like basketball or football. Yet you have a lot of wrestling guests, which also isn't popular, isn't as popular as basketball and football. My guess is that you don't like baseball, and that's why you don't have any guests from that sport. True. Also love sound the podcast. Not true. I love baseball, and I can tell you that the wrestling guests do way better than the baseball guests, and that's why they're on. Plain and simple. It's not that easy to, not that difficult to figure out. Um. Baseball, people got to understand, you and I know love it. It's a local sport. Like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty simple. It's just not yeah. a national sport. I agree. VTrad13 was going to give four stars, but lately separating out the wrestling podcast so I can easily skip them is worth the extra star. Okay, thank you. Uh, Frank Vig, five stars. Mad Dog is your best guest ever, period. Doggy is very entertaining. Very Agreed. By the way, um, I thought I thought your tweet your tweet confused me a little bit. Mm. Does dog have the YouTube Sunday ticket? Yeah. Or did he just say I'm de- I'm fine. I'm dealing without. I have the two local games on. No, no. He has Sunday. He, what What happened was he signed up for a Sunday ticket, realized the stuff about the local games, and then ended up getting the YouTube TV in addition to his Direct TV. Oh, it's nice to have money. It's nice to have money. That's the power move. I told you we wanted to do that. Yeah, for him, yeah. it's not a big deal. The 80 bucks a month. Good for him. Yeah. Win Renee. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the only podcast I can listen to that is over an hour long. I love hearing Jimmy's takes on all the stuff around sports, fans, TV, athlete drama, rather than analysis of team player performance, which is tedious and overdone. Just watch the games if you want to see what happens. I mostly agree with Jimmy on stuff, but sometimes he goes too far and misses the other side of an argument. Thankfully, Sal provides that opposing argument on occasion. I'll sometimes laugh out loud during the Sal segment, and my wife looks at me like I'm crazy. Sal's recent life experiences are very similar to mine. Young child, still wanting to watch sports, but not upset the family. Did you have any issues on the first Sunday of the NFL season with the family, or did they leave you alone? None. They left me alone. My wife knew, uh, knew you know, going in week one, I need to be left alone, and it was great. It was glorious. Matter of fact, I was the one who was like, by 4.30, I'm like, I better go up and say hello. Like, show, show my face yeah. a little bit. Four o'clock, you can, that's when you got to do a couple of things you got to get done, and then you yeah. go back in, yeah. Uh, South Park Freak, been listening to this pod for years. Jimmy does a great job with his guests and his train of thought segment with Sal is the highlight of each episode. I always listen to train of thoughts first, and then go back to the interview. That's what my buddy Andy Gray does. Shout out, Andy. I know he's listening. It doesn't bother me because I just fast forward a skip, but wrestling talk doesn't belong on this podcast. It's a sports media podcast. Pro wrestling is not a sport. Are the performers super talented and athletic? Of course they are, but you wouldn't interview Broadway performers because it's not a sport. WWE is just theater for the common man. Fire Cashman, hire someone to mow your lawn. Summer humidity is the worst. You can never talk too much football. Keep doing your thing. This is 100% the best sports media podcast there is. That's a great review. It's a great review. And I would have a Broadway performer on if I wanted to have a Broadway performer on. There's no limit on who I can have on whoever I want on. It's called the SI Media Podcast because that's what it's always been called, like when Deitch had it. But I'm going to have on whoever I want to have on. So don't get caught up in the name. And Real yes, quick please, on the Broadway, yeah. have, have you been to – and you and I used to go to a couple of shows. Have you been to a Broadway show in a while? Not in ages. 
I saw uh, Back to the Future last week. Yeah. Did you, you have any interest in that, or were you not a Back to the Future fan? I mean, I like the movie. I okay. Like, are you a diehard Back to the Future movie guy? Like, what made you go no, see it? No, but actually, they were talking about it on Hard Knocks, and they were just like, man, that was mind-blowing. So I was like, you know what? Let me go see it. And we actually, my wife and I both loved it. And the see, other one I didn't I watch... I didn't watch the last two episodes of Hard Knocks because I was bored stiff. So that's, oh, I didn't what? see What? Really? Yeah, really. I'm shocked at this. Have you, you have any interest in going to see the Michael Jackson play on Broadway? Yeah, that I would go see. Okay. It's, they have his music? Yeah, but the hard then part about that is like, it's, you know, it's Michael Jackson's music, but it's not Michael Jackson singing it. So, you know. Right. I'm but not, I, if they have his music, I'd go see it. Yeah, I might go see that one. I'll let you know if I, if I go. All right. I would go see that. All right. Two, two, two to zero. Jimmy is great with guests and has different questions from other podcasters. I don't mind the train attacks wrestling interviews. I like that. He calls the wrestling interviews the train attacks. Since lately, they have been standalone episodes that I just delete and I know how to fast forward. Otherwise, love the banter at the end of the episodes with Sal, but wish Jimmy would be as forthcoming with Sal. What happened at Super Bowl party when at Fox and what was the deal with the pool membership last summer? Jimmy, keep up the good fight railing against streaming and you haven't mentioned the annoying lag with streaming sports i don't know what he's talking about with the super bowl party at fox i didn't go to a super bowl party and the deal with the pool membership was we weren't allowed to join the town pool but we scammed something and now we're joining and i'm not gonna actually give any more details than that i don't, I don't know the super bowl story that's news to me we talked about this on the bonus pod we did i was uh, we got i gotta check out the streaming delay uh, when on Sunday, I got to check to see the delay on Sunday. Um, let's see. Oh, this is uh, J Roman 1090. This is off of um, the revelation that whenever a celebrity dies, I text Sal so and so dead, <laughs> Whitney Houston dead. Like, I just did. Like, that was the first one years ago. Yeah. Whenever someone famous dies or gets in trouble or gets canceled, I always text my brother, they got insert name it's up to it's up to him to figure out what happened examples include they got tom brenneman they got lizzo they got tony segrus <laughs> that's terrible but funny all right <laughs> patrick we're not the <laughs> patrick 0222 probably my favorite pod love the guests the discussions and the conversation with sal if had the option would give it a 4.8 rating to ding 0.2 for too much wrestling but the only whole numbers are allowed so i went with the five Rooting for Jimmy to get Larry, David, and Barkley. Can't wait to hear more Sal stories of having to go to family events during the football season. This was obviously left before the Barkley. Um, yeah, family parties during the football season. We'll cover that if we... Uh, uh, right now, I have a clear slate, although I will tell you, you know, we've talked talked about this, but we're going to try to move. Dude, another fucking three-hour commute today. Like, I, I was actually in the car thinking, I can't take this anymore, so something's got to give. I'm either going to leave my wife and move into the city on my own or quit my job. Like, I, I just can't take the three-hour the three, uh, three hour commute. But now... There's the comment for the brother-in-law. <laughs> now, I have to look for a house probably in Jersey which completely fucks up the weekend because I can't look during the week. So we have to go on either Saturday oh, or geez. Sunday to look at houses to go to Jersey just to look at houses. Is the, the real estate guy's like, oh, when are you going to be in Jersey? I'm like, not till September 23rd to visit the brother-in-law. But like these houses, we got to, I probably should be going this weekend, but I'm not. And I certainly aren't going to do it uh, on a football uh, Sunday. I tell you every day to take the train, but you don't listen. So I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, moving during I, the football I, season, that's going to put you right in the grave. That'll finish you I right am, I off. Am gonna, 
I am going to take the train the majority of the time. I, I just can't yeah. take it on nights where I work lately. But yes, yeah. majority of the time it's train because it's been a disaster otherwise. Yeah. You're in trouble. SRT 49er, this pod has become one of the things I look forward to each week. I don't mind walking the dog at 6 a.m. so much on Thursday mornings. Jimmy has really interesting guests, particularly enjoy Al Michaels, Joe Buck, Jim Nance, and some of the other commentators. As a Jersey boy now living in D.C., which can sometimes feel like a thousand miles away, I love the train of thought segment. Sal, too much New York-centric stuff? Forget about it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And, uh, this is another person complaining about wrestling. This guy gave me what two the? stars. Blue 320 label, two stars, way too much wrestling coverage. I want to hear about sports, not spandex soap operas. <laughs> he gets an A for creativity with the line. But so I don't get it. You, if you separated the wrestling thing, what's the problem now? I don't know. You know how people are. People want to complain. Um, right. Let's see here. Let's see. Great podcast. This is Seth Knows. Great podcast interviews are... Great podcast interviews are free flowing. Sal is very good. Variety of guests gives something for everyone. As a Twins fan, it pains me to give you a five star review to a diehard Yankee fan. But you did get a couple of hockey guests on, so that wins out. I don't remember having hockey guests on, but I'm not gonna, you know. Biz nasty. You ever have him on? Yes, I have had him on a couple of times. There you go. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Oh, George three six four two zero one star. Ooh. Synopsis of every podcast. New York media, Twitter, New York sports, Twitter, WWE, Twitter. Jimmy is a sports media critic that never criticizes anyone in sports media. Every columnist is great. Every announcer is great. Every sports personality is great. Now, see, this would be my comment for this person. You clearly don't enjoy the podcast, which is totally fine. So why not just not listen to it? Why listen to it and then give me the one star? Do <laughs> you think I'm going to change? Because you, like, why are you listening to it? That's what I don't understand. And he listens enough and he cares enough to comment and leave a shitty review. That's messed up. Just move on. Keep it moving. Avery Dollop, the interview with Barkley was so good. Loved the show, including the banter with Sal. Although, like many, I fast forward through the wrestling segments. C. Frost, great podcast. I actually first tuned in for a wrestling interview and have listened ever since. Really enjoy the weekly chats with Sal. The list of guests have been top notch to make this a must listen on a weekly basis. Goal for this NFL season is to get each broadcast team to bring up the podcast on air like you did with Nance on Thanksgiving last year. Oh, that was so fucking good. It made my Thanksgiving. Yeah. We were all sitting around waiting for it. That was great. B&D <laughs> Chap. I love listening to Jimmy each week. His interviews are fantastic. Barkley was unbelievable, but time with Sal makes me laugh each episode. Not a big fan of the wrestling stuff, but it's easy to fast forward. I really want a deep dive into Sal's basement setup. You really, before you move, you got to do like a video. Like we got to do like a full blown. Why don't you, why don't you come over? We'll schedule a Sunday and we could do like a, a little vlog yeah. maybe from down there. Yeah. We'll watch, watch live with us for a few minutes or something. Yep. Yeah. Maca 3527, great pod. It's a fun hang for about an hour, and Jimmy has been on a roll with some exciting guests. Barkley was awesome. Always great to hear Sal join in, and I do sometimes listen to his part first, depending on the guest. Another Randy Gray. One favorite, Jimmy. Can you ask your YouTube TV contact if they have fixed the issues they had during game one of the Eastern Conference Finals? I'm a Celtics fan, and the YouTube TV feed froze for most of the game. Worried about their ability to handle a busy NFL week one. I had no problems week one. None. I you thought too, it was right? a, a strong point. No streaming yeah. issues, no buffering, no nothing. It was great. Yeah. Uh, 
I hate country music. Listen every week on Android. So hard to figure out how to leave a review on Apple. Love the interviews in bandwidth. Sal, not a wrestling fan, but some of the wrestling guest interviews have been interesting. Also, And I know how to fast forward. Also, enjoy when you and Sal discuss what you were streaming. I found the new 30 for 30 on Bill Walton. Great. Any chance to get Walton on as a guest? I had Walton on once. I'll, have, I'll, I'll definitely have him on again during the college football season later when football dies down. Are you? Is there anything you're streaming now? Like with football now, I'm not going to watch anything. But if you got anything, no, I'm actually behind. I got to catch. You watch? Do you uh, do the winning show? Or the winning time show on yes, HBO? Yes, I'm two behind. I love it. I I, I think I think three in, two behind is what I think I am. Okay, I think I've seen the first two. So outside of that, I'm a few behind. I got to catch up on that. It's funny. I tweeted Monday night after Rogers got hurt. Imagine you're the guy who shows up to the stadium 10 minutes late. You know, maybe you're stuck in traffic. You walk in and Zach Wilson's playing quarterback. And someone tweeted me and they said, this happened to me. I wasn't at the game, but I was watching. I was catching up and finishing winning time. And then I put on the game and Zach Wilson was in. I thought they were running a trick play or something. Call, a caller called in today and was saying he was going up the escalator into MetLife because he got late. There was an issue with parking and he gets in and Roger's already out of the fucking game. Well, what people around the country may not know is we had insane, crazy weather before that game. In fact, they they had people in the stadium like weren't allowed in the stadium. The ESPN pregame show with Van Pelt, like they weren't allowed on the field. They had to do it from like some room. There was like, what was it called? They had a shelter. That's what it was because of the rain. So I would imagine there were a lot of people who were probably late to that game last night. If, if you were, if you were more than ten minutes, if you were ten minutes late, you got there and you didn't see one of Aaron Rodgers' four plays. So real quick on this, because it could also yeah. lead to another conversation about how yeah. you watch things. I usually don't like watching sports on DVR. Like I can't help myself. Yeah, me. I, I have to catch up. I just can't. People are like oh DVR DVR. So last night because I took the train. I knew I wasn't going to get home in time for kickoff. And then when I get home, I got to like kiss the baby, put her to bed, whatever. So I had the game DVR. Now I'm antsy, right? Baby's asleep, whatever. Wife's trying to put her to sleep. I'm antsy and I throw on the game and I'm trying to fast forward and get to it, but I'm watching the plays and I'm kind of like doing other stuff as, as the game is on. And I hear Rogers goes down and then I'm like, no fucking way. And like all this stuff is that then you hear the, they're bringing the card out and I couldn't fucking believe what was going on and i'm still behind trying to catch up overall point is i don't think i could ever watch an event that i know is going on delayed especially like i can't five ten minutes i can't do it i can't either i can't watch anything delayed i'd rather go into it late and if i miss it i miss it you could get you know if there's an important highlight you get it right on twitter in five seconds yeah but i would have missed the whole thing i would have missed his entire jet career if i did that no i mean all right, you would have missed one sack, one handoff, and, you know. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. Disaster. The last review, T-Bone 570, you always provide a great interview, but this week's with Charles Barkley is your best ever. Keep up the great work. A lot of people love Barkley, and I appreciate it. So, all right. great. Sal, hopefully your heartbreak. You know, here's the, what, what's going to be fascinating about this in all seriousness the Jets are on prime time so much. And I think what's going to be rough too, if you're what what will be rough for the Jets is the schedule is just so hard early in the season that it's going to be a problem. Now they but, can't those games, a lot of those games can't be moved, right? I guess it's well, they can be, I think, they'll flex, they'll flex them out. If but they, here's the thing. I don't think anything's gonna be a flex. The Jets are still gonna be competitive. They have the that defense is like top three in the NFL. 
What what's the flex rules? Any Sunday night game could be flexed. Obviously, no, Thursday it's between can't be. Cert, it's between certain weeks. I have to go back and look, but like it's between like right, weeks five and Sunday night is between weeks five and ten. Thursday night is between weeks twelve and seventeen, and they're only allowed oh, to Thursday. F- Thursday can be flexed too. Yes, this year. I forgot. No Monday. But they, they're all yeah Monday flex this year too. Really? Yeah, but God, they're I only allowed to flex. I think two games. Two okay. games on Monday, two games on Thursday, two games on Sunday. Wow. Okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All, All right. right. Enjoy week two. All right. I'll Take talk to you later. All right. All right. My thanks to Scott Hansen and Sal Licata. Hope you enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversations with uh, both, and Scott was outstanding. If you've missed any recent episodes of SI Media with Jimmy Trainer, give them a listen. We did a uh, bonus pod earlier this week. One subject, one topic, the debut of NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube. Big review, pros and cons. So check that out. Julian Edelman was on the show last week. Greg McElroy and Jared Freed, comedian Jared Freed, two weeks ago. Charles Barkley, Peter Schrager, Chris Maydog, Russo, all recent guests in recent weeks. So check them out. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. All right, that wraps it up. We'll see you next week. Stay safe and take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.